In the dark of night, you feel the chill of fright, and haunted by the unseen. Beware each scary sound, as your heartbeat pounds, for it is time for Halloween. Welcome to Pardon the Intermission, a podcast that takes a look at movies, TV, and all things entertainment, from the past, the present, and the future. Remember to subscribe and like the podcast and give a review. This helps out the podcast and is greatly appreciated. Now on to the show. Yes, everyone. Welcome to Pardon Intermission. I'm Eric. And I'm Jason. And this is our Halloween Spectacular Spooktacular. Yeah. So we're we're gonna do yeah. some. It's that time of year. It it's is. that time of year, and we're gonna do some. Uh, we're gonna do some fun things here for Halloween. We are. This yeah. is one of our favorite times of the year. Halloween. We all love Halloween. Where for one day out of the year, we can all dress up like uh, kooky characters and not be made fun of in the general public. <laughs> well, and you we gotta still love be made it. Fun of. We can still be made fun of. Yeah, but at least we'll be. We'll fit we'll in with the crowd. We'll get candy for it. Yeah, you get well, candy. Maybe. We decorate pumpkins. Put scary uh, decorations in front of your house. In fact, speaking of which, people, if you haven't. If you don't know this by now, when Eric decorates for Halloween, he goes Ooh. he goes all out. He decks it goes to the nines with his decorating, <laughs> man. Let me tell you, his house looks like the like Eddie Munster's mansion when I, he decorates. I tell you, you know, a secret dream of mine <laughs> yeah. is that I want to do like a, a walkthrough haunted, not necessarily my house, yeah. but a walkthrough haunted house, you know, to set up the whole thing where <laughs> right, people have right. to walk through. I love those. I mean, you know, I love getting scared, and then I love also, you know, being able to provide that to uh, the right, public. Right, So I'm, I'm hoping cool. someday, that's my dream, someday we can do a walkthrough. Maybe we'll, and then if I, if I do, we'll do a live that would uh, be awesome. Podcast. We, yeah, we could set up our tables like right in front of the like uh, I don't know if you how you feel about outdoors, but I mean maybe at least open yeah. the garage door up, do it in the garage, and then uh, like you know have do it over the decorations or well, something. That, that's or, the I thing. I would even love to do it. Like I would find like an old warehouse or an old building Ooh, or something cool. that you know you can just you know right take right. your time and just build all that stuff. I I love that man. That, that would be yeah. That would be fun. Oh, I'd man. love that. Now we now we're all worked up. Now, I, now we're, we're worked up. I can't. Oh, we got to go. We got to stop the podcast. So I can go and build it. Right, exactly. We'll yeah. be back, folks. If you build it, they will come and get scared. Right? <laughs> if you build it, they will come. Yes. Yeah. Cha, 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 cha. And get scared. <laughs> anyway, hey, thank you guys for listening. Remember to check us out on our social media, uh, X formerly Twitter, PTI underscore podcast. And, and Facebook at Pardon the Intermission. Okay, we got something really scary. The first big scary story for you guys today is guess yeah. what, Jason? I have a willing And you to- got a great name for Halloween too, by the way. I do. Jason. I do. Yeah. Yes. I, and quite funny you mentioned that because I'm always asked how I feel about being named Jason for those who know Friday Ooh. the 13th. Yeah. And I love it because, and we'll get into our favorite Halloween films here in a bit, but Friday the 13th happens to be one of my favorite scary slash Halloween really? type films. So yeah, but you know, is that I, is that the top top of the list, or is that like well, it, right there around the top? It's at the very top. Okay, it's wow. at the very top. But yeah. we'll discuss it later. But yeah, yeah, I have a cool name for this time of year. I love it. The only difference is, folks, I'm not wearing a hockey mask behind the mic. Here. <laughs> I know. If if you were, so, I probably wouldn't be in the studio with you right now. I'd be like, okay, that's, that's cr- it. That's true. I'd have a machete in one hand and your head in the other. <laughs> of course, you wouldn't be saying anything too. You'd just be staring at me the whole time, right? Uh, that's very true. I yeah, would with your hockey mask on. It's like yes. Jason doesn't talk. Hey, yes. um, okay. So the scariest story so far of the year is guess what people 
The uh, SAG after strike is still going. Oh, that is Well, here's the other thing too: is that uh, from Screen Rant, there's a story here. It says studios will reportedly, uh, studios reportedly mm-hmm. willing to push the actor strike negotiations to 2024. Yikes. If no deal is made soon. Now, at Yikes. the time of this, the, this this story came out one day ago from the time that we're actually recording this. Mm-hmm. So we're actually recording this at the end of the week, mm-hmm. and they're saying by the end of the week we're talking about it. So I don't know if that means, I mean, it's Friday, actually, mm-hmm. when we're doing this show right now. Yeah. So I don't know if that means, hey, they're done. If there's no, uh, they may hmm. be done till the next year. And this was interesting okay. because when I was, uh, I was talking to you earlier about it, because mm-hmm. we were talking about the original way that, TV seasons worked, yeah, and kind of yeah. this time of year, I, I think <clears throat> why the studios may be doing this, uh, what I was getting at when we were talking earlier, is yeah. that this time of year, studios, don't they kind of take the time off? Um, they would, like you said, they would have their fall... Fall right? sweeps. The fall sweeps, mm-hmm. and then they would yeah. usually kind of take, you know, around October, like getting into November, the holiday season, November, mm-hmm. December, they would kind of take off, mm-hmm. you know, and there would be a lot of holiday shows already ready yep. to go, yep. but but that may be a reason why they're like, hey, listen, we're out of here for the holidays, and we're not going to be, you know, negotiating anything. What do you think? I think you're probably right. Yeah, I think you're hitting the nail right on the head, and it's rather ubiquitous timing when you think about it, because um, like you just alluded to, with the way TV shows used to be structured, fall sweeps, I mean, students... Studios would have all their programming for the fall pre-planned years in advance, in part to take this time to plan their spring schedule before summer when, back in the day, you used to watch reruns of Miami Vice and Family Ties and the A-Team. That would keep you occupied during the summer, and then you get all your fall programming going back on, so on and so forth. So yeah, I think you're right. I think this is probably kind of a a lay-low time for everybody Mm. on both sides of the aisle to figure out what their next course of action is going to be, and then how they're going to approach this. These next round of um, of strike talks here, because uh, the thing that interests me the most is, even though 2024 is just right around the corner, how late in 2024 are we talking about? Are yeah. we talking about January or are we talking about June? Because if it's January or June, that's a much different uh, that's a much different animal with a different set of teeth. Maybe uh, maybe the actors are just trying to give the writers some time to actually write some good stuff since they've been off so long striking, right? I hope they're <laughs> they pointing their fingers at Disney. <laughs> I hope, and, the, you know. <laughs> and then now that the writers have finally got done with their strike, they're like, we'll give you guys some time and then we'll we'll come yeah, back. Right, right. But that's the thing. It's going to push. We talked about that, too. It's going to push yeah. everything back. And even though, like we're, we were talking about, it's funny, they were talking about Dune here. Yeah. Even though, you know, Dune is, is as far as we know, already in the can. But, I mean, it, they can't really put it out there because the actors are on strike and who's going to promote that movie. That's exactly so, right. So they have to wait. They have to push. Mm-hmm. It. So it's not just that show. I mean, not just that movie. It's all these movies, all mm-hmm. these shows. And then the other thing is too, when you're talking about how late in 2024, I'm wondering how late are they going to actually get to ramp up once they get all the negotiations done, because then you're going to have to have time to get everything, mm-hmm. to get Hollywood back in uh, production and right. ramping everything up. And then when that happens, you don't know how long it's going to take for that to happen. Yeah. Because we don't know how the inner, you and I who don't work in the industry and everybody else who doesn't work in the industry don't know how the inner workings of Hollywood go. So we don't mm. know, i.e., we don't know how long it takes them to actually plan this stuff. We don't know how much pre-planning is involved with pre-planning, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So, and then plus, we also don't know how much, how many man, man hours go into preparation for shows and movies. And then once that preparation 
animation's done, then that turns into actual production, which it, you get you get the drift here, folks. You know where we're going with this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's even like yeah. I was just looking at the story and it's talking about, you know, as well as Dune, I mean, Mission Impossible 8 mm. moving into 2025. Oh, man, that can't happen because yeah. we just got done watching the first part I know. of it. And we were both... Impressed by that one. So well, and that was a whole idea. I mean, yeah. it was supposed to be okay, you watch the first one and then the second one is basically coming out right. Yeah. This is getting yeah. back in the old days when uh uh Star Wars first came out and you had to wait forever for Empire Strikes Back and forever for Return of the Jedi. Right. You know, you didn't get those movies turned around so quick. I mean, or it when took I a had, long time. Or when I had to wait for five years just to see the most recent season of Game of Thrones for crying oh out loud. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and there was no strike involved in that. Can no you imagine? strike during that time, right? Well, the good thing about Game of Thrones though is it filmed overseas. See, and it doesn't That's affect true. overseas production. Heard. You yeah. make a very good point. So, so yeah. yeah, so I guess we're gonna be seeing a lot of uh, British shows. <laughs> Pretty soon uh, coming in because if there's yeah if there's nothing new on the on our side I guess I'll be the binging the crown nonstop <laughs> there you know <laughs> so yeah so that's probably the scariest story we have for you today folks that but, is uh, extremely wanted scary. to give it yeah give you the scariest one right up front and kind of get the shock yep. out of the way hey here's another quick story uh, that had to do with Halloween I thought this was yeah. kind of interesting uh, I pulled this up from uh, Entertainment uh, mm-hmm. and it talks about uh, now you remember the movie Hocus Pocus the God. original yes I do Bette Midler and uh, Sarah. Uh, Sarah, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker. Sarah Jessica yeah, Parker sure and the other one, which I never remember her name. But anyway, I, I don't either. But she was the best one anyway. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know why I don't remember. Kathy Najemi. Oh, it. there you go. Kat, there you go. Yeah. Um, anyway, so it was talking about that the director addresses a theory mm-hmm. um, in the original Hocus Pocus mm-hmm. that now, if you remember Allison, Allison, yeah. who was played by, let's see, she was played by Vanessa Shaw, okay. and she played the love interest of uh, the boy. I can't remember the boy's name right now. Uh, what was his name? Uh, uh, I thought it was I don't something. know the the virgin that lit the candle the black candle right that he wasn't supposed to yeah right yeah. what was his name like Tad or something I don't I, know. yeah I think <laughs> so yeah yeah maybe but anyway so it was a love interest and so she yeah. a- Allison played the love interest now what it says here this this article it kind of says that the director reveals mm-hmm. that uh, Allison was actually a witch like you know maybe she had the powers and she didn't mm-hmm. quite know it <clears> but <throat> there were some so what it was was that I think they were trying to set this up that there was going to be a sequel back then sure uh that had to do more with allison now interesting yeah now this was the director uh kenny uh, ortega was the director of this Mm -hmm. i wonder related to uh uh what's her name uh jenny uh is it jenny ortega who's the um wednesday who plays wednesday adams Oh, yeah. Her name is Jennifer Ortega. Yeah, Jenny Ortega. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if there's a relation there. You know, sometimes could it's be. like, oh, it could be his daughter or something. Anyway, um, so Kenny Ortega was saying that, yeah, you know, that uh, I thought that there was a, he thought he said, his, I thought there was a potential for a spinoff. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's what that was all about. And I had a okay. conversation about that many years later on sure. the Disney Channel. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's something that never came to, uh, to fruition. To fruition. And yeah. never, it never actually <laughs> happened. But it was something that was kind of set in there. And, and I guess it's just because of the way that she acted, the way that she could kind of wield some of these spells in the original movie, if you remember. Okay. Kind of the way she dressed. There was all these little hints. You know how they do that foreshadowing? Yeah. You know, in movies, right? Yeah. They do this foreshadowing where, yeah, all the time. Yeah. So, so this kind of stuff was in there. And I thought that was really interesting. And why oh. I bring this up is because my thoughts was like, you know, <laughs> I think... You never saw Hocus Pocus 2. I did. Uh-uh. I yeah. did. And it really had nothing to do with the the original trio, you know, the the brother and sister and the the girlfriend. It never had anything to do with them, really. And that's why I never saw it. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, of course, they had the original, the, the, the witches, but yeah. uh, the sisters, Sanderson sisters. But my thought was that, you know, they would have, I thought the movie was kind of weak. 
Okay. Uh, it wasn't really well done, mm-hmm. and I thought they could have done such a better job. And when they brought this this out about her being a witch, Allison, I thought, boom, mm-hmm. it made sense. It's like, why couldn't they have had her daughter? They didn't have her daughter in the movie, and I'm trying sure. to explain it to you because I know you didn't see it. Yeah. They, they should have had her daughter with maybe witchy power somehow gets involved with the Sanderson sisters, okay. and then it would have been great if they could have brought back you know the original uh, character of Vanessa Shaw mm-hmm. to play Allison, the mom, and to help her daughter out. I mean. Okay, I don't understand. Yeah. There's like so much. I mean, there's so much gold right there. I mean, yeah. it's like, you know, they could, okay. they had a whole story right there, but they chose to go a whole different way with the story and it didn't really tie into the, it didn't make sense. You know what I mean? It was kind of disappointing as a fan of the original is what I'm getting at. So, so given the fact that I haven't seen the second one, I'm yeah. just postulating something here. Is it possible that with the second one, do you think they were, do you felt like they tried to go back and recreate the magic of the original one? I think what they did is they just kind of played off the fact that people love the Sanderson sisters, the the characters okay. themselves. Okay. And so it, okay. what they kind of had that where they had these girls and one of the girls had witch, witchy powers. Okay. One of the young girls, okay. right? And they accidentally bring back the sisters. Sure. So my point is that... Um, you know, they could have done this and 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 kind of tied in the original characters in there. And I think it would have made a better movie, even just to kind of pay homage to the original okay. more so. This one was almost like, you know, the only thing that, that tied it in was the Sanderson sisters. And they kind of played the same type of gimmicks that they played in the first one, right? Like, oh, they're in a yeah. modern world. And oh, you know, fluorescent lights. And oh, you know, and they just okay. don't, you know what I mean? So it's kind of yeah. like... They kind of played on those tropes, and I don't know. It, it to me, it could have been a better, more solid type of story. <clears throat> okay, maybe for some, maybe they were writing it that way, and for some reason they couldn't do it that way. I don't know, but okay. Anyway, I just thought it was a very interesting story because yeah. I thought, you know, wow, yeah. I, I always had a problem. You know, I wanted to love the second one because the first one it was kind of campy, but it was it was what it was. It but, was still charming, but it was charming exactly. Right, you know, and right. it's something that I let kids can watch too. And so my daughter, right. it was fun watching it with my daughter. And then when the second one came out, mm-hmm. it was kind of like, eh, I was kind of, of course, disappointed because it didn't tie in the original characters. Because there's a lot of rumors Figured. that it might tie in here and there and, mm-hmm. you know, and bring in some of the originals. Sure. Um, e- even the original, like back to, remember when the uh, the the cat, what was his name? Oh, my gosh. I can't remember the cat's name. Uh, I want to say it was... What was a black cat's name? Anyway, remember how he was the brother of the original sister that yes, they took? Yes. And then, of course, they got reunited in the end of the movie. Spoiler alert. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> but they could have even tied those in. Like maybe Allison was a descendant of them. You know, she didn't know it. She finds out or her daughter finds out. You know, I mean, I mean, I'm just like, why can't these guys write this stuff? I mean, this is like, oh, it's right there. Anyway. Well, it's interesting you mentioned that because, you know, other people are obviously thinking about the different directions this can go, except for the most obvious people they need to think about it, which are the writers and yeah. you know the producers and stuff like that. But I mean, it says here reveals spinoff idea, which leads me to believe, Eric, how did this story, in other words, where, let me rephrase, you know, the old saying where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah. Right. If this story here says uh, Hocus Pocus director addresses theory that Allison is a witch reveals spinoff idea, wouldn't that stand to reason then that if where there's smoke, there's fire, that maybe there have been grumblings about this type of theory floating around the industry and maybe they're trying to do this as a means to resuscitate it? And The only thing I could see is that maybe if somebody had the rights, I don't know how this all works in Hollywood, right? But if somebody had maybe wrote the story, had the rights, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and maybe Disney didn't want to buy it or didn't pay or 
who knows for whatever reason it, they couldn't use that mm-hmm. story with the original characters, sure. and then they went a different way. Now maybe that is behind the scenes. We don't know that. You're, you're right. I mean that could have happened. I don't know if that's what you're getting at, but I mean that could have happened. But I also see what you're saying, and what I'm basically what I'm saying too is the same thing. I mean it's like it it was already there. Yeah. Why not use that? Um, I don't know. Yeah. It it doesn't seem. I don't know. It just it just doesn't. The way the, the way they went with the story was disappointing because they had I think they had a real big fan base, kind of a cult following on the original Hocus Pocus. And that's Pocus. what they were banking on. And that's what they were banking on. But that's yeah. what, that's why when you asked me and I said, Well, they kind of played off the Sanderson sisters. That was the tie-in, nothing else. But I think people liked the fact of of uh, Jinx was the cat. Jinx Jinx, Jinx, yeah. that's right, yes. And they liked it. and they did bring Billy back, Billy mm-hmm. the zombie guy that was right. remember from the original, the yep. com- comedy relief <laughs> that's zombie. Right. Yep, Billy. They brought him back, yep. which was good. But I yes. mean, you know, besides that, it was just the sisters. Mm-hmm. And I think they should have focused even if they weren't a big part of the story, yeah. they should have somehow brought the original characters back in to play some part. I want to draw this correlation. Okay. You've seen Ghostbusters. Yes. You've seen Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yes. Ghostbusters Afterlife, a very good sequel, non-sequel. Yes. In that they made ties and they made homage to the original film. Yes. But yet at the same time, Jason Reitman, the son of the original director of the original film and producer Ivan Reitman, crafted his own good story Mm -hmm. that still wove in the original characters with parts of the original storyline from the original movie, but yet still made it his own. They could have easily done the same thing with this, right? Br- here. Brilliant, brilliant analysis there. Um, yeah, yes. you're you're right. I, no, you're you're 100 right. That's where I was going. With yeah, that. I mean yeah. because I mean you you can still tell a modern story yes. and have modern elements in it. You don't have to you know you don't have to make it like the first Hocus Pocus, right? But like like you're saying, Ghostbusters is a Ghostbusters great example, Afterlife. perfect example, best example. You can you can, you can tie <laughs> the characters into it, yes. but still they're their own characters. I mean, I would like to see a movie. I don't know if they're are they doing a two. Afterlife 2? Um, I think there were some grumblings about it, but I think the big caveat was they wanted Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray to come back again, and then mm. Dan Aykroyd put a kibosh on it right away when he said, no, we only agreed to do this film if we were just going to come back for this one appearance, and then that was okay. it. So I don't, yeah, see, I, I don't yeah. think they need to retell now the, right. the story that they just told in Afterlife. I think, right. see, I got hooked in because of the way, you're right, the way they did that, I got hooked into the new characters. Just like I did. Because, yep. you know, it, it like you said, it paid homage to the old, and yes. then you had the new. Now I'm ready to see what the new characters can do and what they're going to and what they're gonna fight. See, that... And that's what I was trying to point out. You can take that model and apply it to any other film yes. from any other popular franchise. Yeah, I don't and know. And you can do it. I don't know why they, they can't do it. I mean, this isn't the only one. I can't think off <clears throat> the top of my head right now uh, some great examples. But I know this isn't the only one. We've complained a lot. Well, mm-hmm. um, Haunted Mansion. Haunted Mansion. Oh, best example. I, there, I, yeah. I would say now, now, not that I had a pre-movie, but I'm just saying that that, that already had a story built into it from Disneyland. They tried yeah. to incorporate But it's like they already have stuff there, and sometimes they just don't do a good job. And I don't know. Or, well, or they just, I don't know what they're doing here. In Haunted Mansion, the there was a, a first one that came out back in 2003 with Eddie Murphy. Yeah. But they made it look so campy and so comical and satirical because Eddie Murphy was in it. I could only I could only bear to watch 15 minutes of it before I fell into a deep nauseous coma, and <laughs> it's not um, that bad, folks. It's, I mean, at no, least it's I, I don't bad. think it's that bad. It's that bad. But fast forward to the recent Haunted Mansion that came out earlier this year, much better, better done, uh, well done, and had an actual. I mean, the storyline wasn't. I mean, a 
Oscar winning worthy, but still, it was much better than the Eddie Murphy one. We we're, we're going to talk about uh, Haunted Mansion here in a little bit, and I'm okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna blow your mind about that in a minute. But I hope so. We'll, we'll get to that. But okay. um, anyway, so yeah, to, to wind this story down, mm-hmm. uh, we do have to move on. But yeah, I, I just going back to that. I same as you said, I do not understand why they can't tie it in. This seemed like sure. it would have been a great. Great story. They didn't yes. have to do the whole story. Like you said, it could have been a, a whole new cast of characters, mm-hmm. tie in just one of them to be the daughter of Al- Allison. There you go. And boom, you know, would have made, oh, okay, now there it all go. ties. It makes sense. Have right? her have, do a five-minute cameo in the end. And you don't need like, to recreate. You just need, yeah. and you don't even need to reinvent. You just need to make no. it interesting. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. So, okay, so here's the deal. It is Halloween. Yes, Woo-hoo. if you guys cannot tell by now yep. already. <laughs> but, Woo-hoo. So yes. we, we've come up with a list of... Um, 10, mm-hmm. 10 Halloween movies. Yes. Of our, of our top Halloween movies. Top 10 of all time. Top 10 Halloween movies. Yes. Now, here's the, the, the caveat it has to be a movie either around Halloween, you know, mm-hmm. during Halloween time. It has yes. to have something about Halloween in it. Yes. Um, it cannot just be a scary movie, no. uh, horror flick. It has to be. Something about ha- uh, Halloween has to tie into it. So here is right. our list, mm-hmm. and see if you guys agree with us on this. Um, I would say let, let's go. Let's go. Let's start from the bottom. Let's sure. just start from the bottom. I'm mm-hmm. going to say, okay, uh, number ten. Um, I'm going to say Ernest Scared Stupid. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's all right. So he's fighting like some troll guys right. was during Halloween, right? So that, that, yep. that, that, that counts. That counts. Yeah, that, that counts. It's okay. Yeah. Number 10. Number, uh, let's go up here. Number nine mm-hmm. would be E.T. 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 Now people are like, E.T. Are you kidding me? They don't remember the trick-or-treat scene? The trick-or-treat scene. Jeez. That qualifies, right? Home, home. Remember yeah. when he sees a kid walking by in the Yoda costume and E.T. turns around <laughs> and says, home, home, home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. So, number nine would be E.T. E.T. I, I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, number, uh, I would say, I would put, okay, I'll put, the, I'll put it up here. Number eight. Oh, Casper. Is Casper. Okay, Now, yeah. that came out. In 1995, Bill Pullman, Christina Ricci was in it. Yeah. Yeah, Kathy Moriarty was in it, too. And that also mm-hmm. takes place because she's having a Halloween party. Right. They, they move into this house, mm-hmm. and, of course, they, they meet the ghost. Yeah. But she's having a... I think he... Oh, I think they're trying to get him in there because he's like this paranormal investigator or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they're... Uh, who was it? What's her name? I remember... Uh, was it Eric Idle? And, Eric, no, Eric Idle and Kathy Moriarty. Kathy Moriarty, yeah. uh, and they're they're playing kind of the bad people. They are. They're, they're trying to get this house, but they have to get the ghost out or something. Right. Exactly. They yeah. have it. They have to get it exercised by exercise, yeah. meaning exorcism, in order to yeah get what they want. So yeah, and it's a good family movie. It is. Same thing with ET, right? So uh, even yeah. though you wouldn't think ET like Halloween, ET. Yeah. Right. Um, okay. I'll say number seven is House of a Thousand Corpses. Oh, now okay. That's is that the original one or the most the, recent one? That's the well. That's the Rob Zombie one. The Rob Zombie one. Okay. Yeah, because they're they're, oh, yeah. they're yeah. doing they, they go through like a Halloween. I can't remember if it's a Halloween party. There's a Halloween scene in it. Yeah. Uh, that they go into. So that that mm-hmm. uh, that is a very that's a very disturbing. That's a bit, movie. very scary. Yes. That's a very disturbing movie. Yeah. It is. We're, we're gonna do another list on our next show, which I think that Ooh, one we I'm need to add that one to. One. But okay. yeah, we'll we'll get to that. <laughs> okay. So uh, number, I'll put this one at number six. Now you just talked about it. 
Yeah. Oh, that would be um, the Haunted, Haunted, Haunted Mansion, Mansion 2023. Now I'm going to say this. This is what yes. I was talking, alluding to earlier. I went back and just, of course, it just it's out on Disney Plus now. So I went yep. back and rewatched it. So did we. Um, My family. And I think I was a little, I if you guys can go back to our show, you can look through, uh, I can't remember what episode it is. So I don't have it in front of me. But uh, I uh, we reviewed it and I was mm-hmm. pretty hard on it. I was pretty tough on it. Uh, yes, you were. So I, I went back when I rewatched it. I thought, you know what? Maybe I was a little tough on it. It's a little bit better than what I thought. Now maybe oh. I'm. Uh, so that that was going to be the shocker for you, oh, Jason. I'm. It's a good thing I'm sitting down. <laughs> <laughs> I would say at this point, it's even with the uh, uh, other one uh, that had uh, what's his face in it, um, Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy in it. Yeah. Okay. Now you're stretching it pretty thin, there, buddy. <laughs> now you're stretching it pretty thin. I, I still have. Pro- I mean, there were still problems with it, but I think I. You know what? it was too is i think i think i was just expecting so uh, expecting, expecting a little too much out of it m- not too much i think just more out of it <clears throat> oh, okay, I, okay. I, I still the gripes are still valid that okay, i have sure yeah but i won't go through them again you guys can go back and listen to that show yeah. but um i, I think uh, yeah i think i was maybe a little bit too hard it's a little bit better overall okay um mm-hmm. i i was relaxed a little more in this i think the first one i was just i was relaxed. so hyped up so hyped up about it because i just want you know i want it to be such a because here's the deal we, yeah you it's want my favorite ride attraction there yeah. attraction at disneyland mm-hmm. yeah. and i just wanted it to just you know just be so good as good as the attraction is right? got it mm-hmm. so anyway so anyway so haunted haunted mansion sure so number uh number five actually we'll do this one number five is uh what's that one on the list uh looks like uh number five is is that the, the crow, crow. Oh, now, oh with brandon lee yeah brandon ernie lee was hudson was in that 1994 oh, another ghostbuster uh, another ghostbuster reference alum. there yeah, yeah he was in that uh the ernie hudson brandon lee and um who was the actress in it i forgot which one and, and the the girl that yeah. played the little girl, I don't remember who she yeah. was. I don't either. But th- that was the last movie that Brandon Lee actually uh, made. He was, um, I think, he was actually shot and accidentally shot and killed on set with yeah. a, um, a prop gun. If I remember, it was correct. a prop gun. Supposedly, yeah. what happened is, yeah, there was a uh, a, a fake round. What the, the whole story that came out? Uh, we'll go into that, I mm-hmm. guess, real quick. The whole story that came out is, you know, when they when they do close ups of the gun and mm-hmm. you see the bullets in the chamber. Sure do. Well, a lot of times, I mean, those aren't live bullets. What you're seeing is basically just a bullet with uh, mm-hmm. that's just pressed into the a casing. Mm-hmm. So you just see a bullet. It's a dead bullet. In other words, if you were to try to fire it, it wouldn't do anything. Yeah. What happened? They say apparently is that one of those came loose and got in the barrel, okay. so that when they went in and they were um, shooting blanks, mm-hmm. that it had enough power to propel that that. <clears throat> The, oh, the, gotcha. the dead bullet yeah. essentially that was just stuck in the barrel had enough power right. to propel that out it hit him in the chest and he didn't survive unfortunately and for those of you who don't know who Brandon Lee is he was the son of Bruce Lee of Bruce Lee yeah. which was very strange because you know mm-hmm. Bruce Lee dies under kind of mysterious circumstances Under and Brandon Lee. Yeah. he was uh, we talked about him in a previous podcast too with Showdown in, in Little Tokyo yeah mm-hmm. uh, he was he was he was becoming really a really good action star he was a better was. actor than his father I think much, my, yeah much better my mm-hmm. personal opinion and plus he had the physical ability he wasn't as good a martial artist as his dad no but he still had the physical ability that he could carry himself in those kind of scenes right right with with believability i mean he he had it wasn't just you know the phony baloney yeah stuff but um anyway so yeah very sad but anyway this movie does play take place during halloween if you Mm -hmm. remember uh they were leading up to the big devil's night which is actually october 30th for some reason 
in the movie, but That's it's right. when everything, it's kind of like a purge. Everything gets burned down and right. all these guys, but then the crow comes in and kind of <clears throat> screws it all up. Right, so. damn bird. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. You know, I haven't it's seen good. a movie, I haven't seen a movie in a long time. I, I have to rewatch it. That movie yeah. too was also, okay, we'll, we'll finish with this real quick. I don't want to go too long on it. Right. That movie also was the one where they used digital technology to mm-hmm. recreate his face for some scenes because there were some scenes that they shot mm-hmm. that they didn't shoot, I'm sorry, with him. So to finish the movie, Mm-hmm. Uh, he. I wish I could remember what the de- director was on that. But Alex uh, Proyas. Oh, thank you. P r o y a s. He also did another really, really sneaky good science fiction film called Dark City. Oh yeah, with uh, and, what's with his name? William Hurt and um, Rufus Sewell and Jennifer Connelly. Rufus Sewell is he the guy that played uh, the? Uh, um, oh, what's that? Uh, High Castle, the Man yes. in the High Castle. Okay, Man in the High Castle. Yeah, that that guy's a kind of a sneaky good actor he is, too. Very using good. Using your terminology. And then there. Alex Proyas also directed iRobot with Will Smith. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, iRobot was... Eh. Yeah, you know, iffy, iffy. But anyway, getting but, back on track. But getting back on this one, so he didn't... Yeah. They didn't quite... He had to actually... When, he had to kind of rewrite some scenes and stuff because they didn't get all the shots. But some, some of the scenes that they actually needed, they used a double mm-hmm. and, and they literally <clears throat> digitized his Interesting. face on okay. it. So it was the first kind of AI... Okay. I guess if you'd call it that, but digital recreation of, hmm. of, of an actor okay. to finish it out. Okay. Um, yeah, there, there's. I know there was a, way back in the day when this movie came out. There was a special on it. It played on network TV, but I can't mm-hmm. remember the name of it. But where they talk about all this. Okay. Um, so it's probably out there floating on YouTube if you guys are interested. Got it. So the crow. Okay, number four. Uh, I'm gonna say this. Number four is. Uh, the one we just talked about, Hocus, Hocus Pocus. Pocus. Sure. Yeah, 1993. It. It's funny okay. how a lot of these movies came out in the 90s. Right. That we're looking at on this list. It's right? like it's the zenith of Halloween movies. Kind of, yeah. Right? I think it's the zenith of a lot of things, to be honest with you. I know. Don't get choked up. It's okay. <coughs> Sorry. Yeah. yeah. If we get that time machine going, we'll go I thought back I to saw, the 90s. I thought I saw a bad movie on the list. That's why I'm choking up. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. You thought you saw the Haunted Mansion, the other I did. one? I did. I did scare the hell out of me. Okay. Yeah. Number uh, Number three. Yeah. Is, what is that? Can you read it? That, oh, is that seven? S- scream. Oh, Scream. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah the original sorry, that's Scream. That's my handwriting. Sorry. Sorry, with Drew Barrymore. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, yeah Drew, she had a small part in it. Yeah. But, uh, what's her Nev name? Campbell. Uh, Nev Campbell. was uh, originally. Jamie had, Kennedy was in it. Yeah, Matthew Jamie Lillard Kennedy. was yeah, in Matthew it. Yeah, Matthew Willard. You had, uh, what, what was it? Skeet Ulrich. Skeet Ulrich. Yeah, that's Who, right. Who, like, fell off the face of the earth. I don't remember him doing anything else after Who, this one. He, um, <clears throat> who was the who was the other girl, too? I'm trying to think. If she's the one that came out in, about Hollywood recently and said a lot. Oh, of, you're thinking of Rose. Um, Rose McGowan. Rose McGowan, yeah. Yeah, she mm-hmm. was in it. Yeah, that's I, right. I haven't, have you yep. seen the new one? Mm-mm. The one with Jenna Ortega we're talking about? No, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen it either. I don't know how good it is, but yeah, this one to me, it, it's it's the the cream of the crop as far as the screen movies it is. go. But I, I need to watch the new one and then we'll see. David how Arquette, goes. Courtney Cox are also yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah, and they Deputy come back Dewey. in the new one. Oh, do they? I think okay. I think Nev Campbell and uh, David Arquette and uh, okay. uh, Courtney Cox are in the new one. So. Awesome, cool. Okay, number two is uh, kind of an all-time favorite. It can work for both Christmas and mm-hmm. for Halloween, and that is Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> uh, and that's what I love most about that film is that it is interchangeable. You can yeah. not only watch it during Halloween, but like you just said, Christmas as well. And that came out in 93, so I mean... It did? Yeah, same year as Hocus Pocus. <clears throat> Tim actually. Burton movie? Tim Burton, yeah. It goes back to the days when Tim Burton was actually a motion capture animator for Disney. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah. Before he became well, he got, a director. He got fired once and they brought him back, too. I think he got fired before this. Yes. He used to work for them. And then <clears throat> uh, 
he had this project and they mm-hmm. they brought him back in they because they knew it was going to be right exactly yeah so yeah uh, nightmare this before is christmas halloween this is halloween halloween see you're not going to get me going I'm, I, I'm, I miss a lot of that stop motion capture movies um you've yeah. got uh you've got this one you've got now tim burton blew it out of the park because he had three yeah. he had three he had corpse bride corpse we were talking bride about that. this one and before uh, the show, and yeah. then, uh, this one I remember before Christmas, and then you had Frankenweenie. Frankenweenie, I remember Frankenweenie. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Frank. How can I not remember? Yeah. It brought a little <laughs> tear to my eye. I mean, you think about your pets, your dog, and what, right? With so that exactly. one. Um, but then they also have another good one was Coraline. He didn't do that one, but that was another good one. Coraline was good, and it's kind yeah. of a scary, kind of a, a, a scary. It's not doesn't take place during Halloween, I don't think, but it is kind of a scary no. movie, uh, really. Okay, number one, I'll let you take this because I know you got to be able to read this. My, oh. hand, my handwriting's bad, but you got to be able to read this. This has got to be the number one all time Halloween At- movie. <sighs> Halloween. Halloween, yes. The original. I, I thought you were going to build it up more. Number one epic. Oh, all time. sorry. Didn't mean to drop Super the ball. Super blockbuster epic. Yeah. <laughs> Independent. Independent. John Carpenter made it on a very measly budget of, I believe it was $7,000, if I'm not too Is much mistaken. Is that what it was? I don't remember. It was, yeah. In fact, where the movie takes place in, um, in Haddonfield, Illinois is actually a sleepy neighborhood in Pasadena, Pasadena, California. Yeah, Yeah. and so, yeah, this one came out in 1978, cream of the crop, like Eric just said. It has Donald Pleasance, a Mm. well-known character actor who was in a few John Carpenter movies like um, Escape from New York. He was also in uh, The Great Escape back in 1968, a very good classic uh, war well, he, film. Well, he was kind of the legit. It's funny how some, yeah. of, these, some of these, same thing with Star Wars when they brought yeah. in, uh, what's his face? Alec Guinness. Uh, Alec Guinness. Mm-hmm. Um, he was kind of the legit actor. He got like, okay, I can get one legit actor, right? And right. at the time, Jamie Lee Curtis was an unknown. She right? was, She yeah. was just so, you know, but... Uh, and that was really it. I mean, and besides that, you had just a lot of younger, you know, of course, you know, high exactly. school age yeah. uh, character actors uh, that played along. Yeah, but this is the one that, like you said, cream of the crop. Now, not only known for its just it, its paltry look, but I mean, it's it's good storyline, but also because of the the piano theme that John Carpenter himself composed. And was then, like what three notes? Yeah, a couple of notes. Yeah, so yeah, and the and the Shatner esque essence uh, in the movie, which is true. Uh, yeah. William, Sh- a face mold of William Shatner well, was, was a mask. It was a mask. Yeah, it was a popular and mask so, back then because Star mm-hmm. Star Trek had uh, <clears throat> kind of a, a, a cult following it, in the seventies, and so they it had mm-hmm. they were sell products from the, yep. the TV show, which one of them was a Shatner mask. And so they got a Shatner mask. They painted it white and gave the hair some streaks, and then that was and Michael took off Myers. the eyebrows. Took off and, the eyebrows, and that was Michael Myers' yeah. mask. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's yeah, it's that movie that um, what I liked most about it, Eric, was that unlike most horror slasher films that take place at the dead of night, mm. you know, this one a lot of the scary moments took place during the daytime. Yeah, it was suspenseful True. during the daytime when there was no um, when there was no expectation of fear at night. But you know, like especially, I remember the one particular scene where Jamie Lee Curtis's character uh, is walking home from school. With her friends, her friends, they they kiss and hug and say goodbye. They go their own way. And then as she's walking down the sidewalk, she feels somebody following her, who happens to be Michael Myers. She turns around, and she sees him staring at her, like barely hidden, partially concealed from behind uh, some shrubbery there. And so she actually walks towards him to try and find him. And the suspense is building up. And then when she turns around that shrub, she sees he's gone. He's not there. That took place right in the middle of the day. 
Whereas most horror slasher films, a lot of that suspense has the scenes take place at night when it's really scary and when it tries to make you feel scary. And well, and then the, yeah, because <clears throat> dark you can't see well, and also they can right. hide a lot of stuff, you know. But you're right, exactly. Right. I think about that. I mean, yeah. I, I I remember that. Yeah, but I didn't mm-hmm. think about how yeah it was the only one that was taking place during the day. You're yeah. so right. And it gave you the creeps because you saw it him. Did. The character was amazing because, of course, he didn't talk. You, that was the great thing about it. Right. You don't have to explain what... I think that was the best thing about that. And I, mm-hmm. I did not like the Rob Zombie one because no, it explained, no, 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 explained no. Yeah. too much. It gave too much of what was happening. <clears throat> I did not see the... you know I saw the the uh, the Jamie Lee Curtis one. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the most recent, but the one before that. Okay. Halloween Returns or whatever it's called. And sure. then um, that was pretty good. And then, But I did not see the very, very last one. Uh, um, I didn't either. But anyway, the the whole idea, you know, you don't you don't need to explain his character that much. That's what makes this yeah. guy. I mean, uh, what's his name? Pleasance did that. Yeah. Right. His character did that. Doctor um, Samuel Loomis. Yes, exactly. He he explained. Uh, you know, he got to explain what Michael Myers was about. And that's all we needed to know. Yep. Michael didn't have to talk. Didn't have to do anything. And he didn't have to do that because. The scenes involving most of the scenes involving Michael Myers were shot using uh, the camera angles were shot from the character's point of view, from the character's mm, sight line. So interesting. Like, so, like for example, when there when there is a scene where some during some of the stalking scenes, like when he would look at some of the some of Laurie Strode's friends, like in the house across the street, um, you know, you would see his character looking into the window. Now, you couldn't see him looking into the window, but you saw it from the character's point of view. Oh, yeah, through the mask you're Through the about. mask, yeah. through the window. And you could hear the breathing. And you could hear the breathing. And yeah. that's what made it creepy, too, is because it puts you right in into the character where you were like there with him and you were like, oh God, this is creepy. Is this what it feels like? Yeah. You know? And so that's another thing I liked about it the most was it put you in that first person point of view from the main uh, pr- from the main antagonist point of view there, mm. which is Michael Myers. Yeah, good point. Yeah, so, that's, that, that is true. Yeah, because, yeah. That, and that, yeah, that, that, that's what, you know, I think that's what's more creepy is that when you, when you just don't have an explanation of why right. things are happening. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's out of, I don't know. It does something to your mind. It just it just it jacks does. it up. I'll, I'll tell yeah. you another story on our next show when we talk about uh, sure. uh, when we have another list coming up. Uh, another Halloween uh, spectacular show. Uh, I'll I'll tell you a little story about that. Remind me mm-hmm. about a movie that creeped me out that I watched in the middle of the day. Okay, that uh, uh, I couldn't sleep with. Um. Oh, anyway, that's our list. That's it. I'll do a couple of, of uh, uh, mentions here. Okay. I wanted to do a special mention, and I okay. know we kind of talked about it a little bit earlier mm-hmm. um, before the show. It's not a movie, mm-hmm. but it is a TV show, but I think everybody has to watch at least once during this season. Mm-hmm. The, it's The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Right? Oh, yes. I mean, now that one, that's a classic. Yeah, we, As a matter of fact, I just watched it with my daughter <clears throat> uh, mm-hmm. a couple of nights ago. We had to watch because we got the DVD. I got right. DVDs. I don't trust... <laughs> yeah, I don't trust any. I got the only way you can get is on Apple TV. I don't have Apple TV, so well, we have Apple TV. Do you? Oh, well, well you guys we have a free six month promotional. Oh, offer. there you go. <laughs> and then when the six month promotion offer goes away, we're gonna cut our subscription. Yeah. Well, you better watch all those uh, Peanuts classics while you can. Oh, we uh, will. We will. Yeah. But we bought the DVD set. I okay. said, forget it. I want it all the time, so yeah. I have it. Because I was tr- I was having trouble trying to find it last year. Yeah. Right. Fact. Right. So I just went and I said, forget. It. I bought it. Um. So anyway, that's kind of kind of an honorable mention there. I, I really think that's really the only cartoon I think that mm-hmm. kind of 
is like a classic. I mean, Christmas, yeah. you've got Rudolph, you've got all these different, mm-hmm. you know, Christmas uh, type of shows for sure TV. Do. But I think the only one, Great Pumpkin, that I can remember. Me too, yeah. I mean, and the the Great Pumpkin is one that I would always watch with my family around Thanksgiving too. Mm. So we never, we necessarily, I mean, we would watch it during Halloween, but it was as much a, an institution around Thanksgiving as it was Halloween too. So now, was yeah. that, that wouldn't be, now with network TV, now I remember the old days when network TV, right? you would just have to catch it, you know, on, uh, you were lucky. Uh, enough to get it on yeah, the night. It would played. air at like 6 or 6.30 or 7 o'clock during the peak hours of the night when families were home. So Yeah, yeah. and then once and that was it. I mean, luckily, that's it. Yeah, I can yeah. watch it a, a billion times. After now. that, you snooze, you lose. <laughs> you have to wait for a whole year to, for it to come out again. <laughs> now, here's here's one you put on the list that um, we were kind of having a discussion about. We weren't sure yeah. if, if it really constituted as a Halloween movie. Ah, yes. But um, let, let's hear your argument for it. Yes. Uh, it is, what is it? Sleepy Hollow. Sleepy Hollow, 1999, now, Christina Ricci and Johnny Depp. And Johnny Depp, and also uh, a really good bevy of character actors, solid character actors are in it, including, including Ian McDiarmid, who you may know as Emperor slash Senator Palpatine from mm. some of the Star Wars films. Yeah. Michael Goh is in it. He played uh, the original Alfred the Butler, or not the original Alfred the Butler, but he was Alfred the Butler in Tim Burton's Batman. Okay. Uh, there was also Jeffrey Jones, who was the principal in um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And he was also in Beetlejuice, played Winona Ryder's uh, stepfather in Beetlejuice. Mm. There was also uh, uh, Michael Gambon was also in that movie as well, Ah. who recently passed away. So Casper Van Dien is in it. He was in Starship Troopers. So yeah, a really, really good cast. And the reason why I was kind of vacillating between this one being on the list and not is because it's taken from a well-known story written by Washington Irving. Dates back from way back when, Colonial America. That's how old the story is. Yeah. But it's it's a story that's always been featured both in animated form and in audio telling form and always been told around Halloween. And, and even the main character it, or the main ghost in the uh, story is uh, the Headless Horseman. Yeah. And, of course, the Headless Horseman throughout the incarn- different incarnations of this story had a pumpkin where his head would normally be. Yeah. You know, he was headless. Right. And he was headless. He had to fill it in somehow. Yeah. Hey, you know, hey, but if you have to lose weight though, on the good side, (laughs) you lose all that weight. But still, uh, the point being is that because this story has always been told around Halloween and given that this movie that Tim Burton did that, I mean, aside from all the decapitations in it, it's actually a, I think a good, a good movie. Um, it, I kind of put it on that list because I've always watched it around Halloween. Mm. And, uh, again, it's just kind of followed suit that it's a creepy tale that's told around a creepy time of year, which is Halloween. So I felt it should be on the list. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to tend to agree with you here. I, I okay. think it probably should be on the list. Yeah. Because are you, know, you sure? Yeah, no, I, th- I okay. think so. Yeah, okay. you know, I'm, I'm gonna have to go back. I need to rewatch this movie. Now, mm-hmm. I watched it originally, but I tried to watch it with my daughter recently, and I forgot all the decapitations. It's on it. Max. You can stream it on Max. Well, but I mean, I'll have to do it when she's when she's asleep. On, yeah, when that she's was, asleep. Now she's yeah. a little bit older. I think we tried to watch it maybe a year or two ago. I don't know. Got you know, it. it's kind of she's in that age bracket where it's kind of like, ah, what do we let her see? What do we not let? Right. right? You know, so right. she's kind of in that in between bracket right now. But yeah. Anyway, I forgot that the movie was kind of a little gruesome. Yep. And and uh, uh, but I do, but I did like it. I mean, I, I do need to go back and rewatch the whole thing because we didn't finish it. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take that. It's a Halloween movie. Okay. You know, there's one I wanted to mention before we go though, and it seems mm-hmm. like people have this a lot on their list, and I guess it's a there's a cult following for it. But it, it was such an odd movie, mm-hmm. and we talked a little bit before the show about it. This one uh, is also a Halloween movie. It's Halloween Three. 
I just thought of another one, but that can be on our next show. Sorry. Okay. Halloween is is it a Halloween movie? Not really. It's okay, a scary it's movie. It's a scary though. movie. Okay, yeah. yeah, we'll do that next one. Okay. Anyway, Halloween three. Now Halloween three takes place during Halloween. Mm-hmm. Here's the deal. I saw the movie maybe once, I think. Maybe twice, but I think only once. You said the same thing, right? You saw it once a long, long time ago. Once, maybe twice. I don't understand yeah. the pool of this movie. Mm-hmm. I watched it. The plot was goofy. The the whole idea of Halloween three, it has nothing to do with Michael Myers. It's about this corporation. I, I guess they're evil, this evil corporation. And they're 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 creating these masks that when the kids pull it on it like put this you know this mask and usually it's a, it's a pumpkin mask yeah sure uh, I think they had a skeleton one too but anyway it would kill the person that put the mask on yeah. I, and I'm like wait I I was like what what does this have to do I remember as watching it you know years ago what does it have to do with Michael my what is going on here the plot was goofy I don't know it just I don't understand why there's such a cult following and a lot of people like this one but anyway right exactly and you know I mean look to to each his own I I mean there are some really really cruddy movies slash sequels that have garnered that cult following that are going to be popular this unfortunately is one of them yeah it's it's, it's you know I I would like to hear from the audience out there if you guys know uh, uh, Halloween three. If you're a fan of it, if if you have any opinions on it, yeah, uh, let us know. Go out there, like we said, you know, go to our, our Twitter and, and uh, Facebook and, and yeah. put up the comments up there, and we'll uh, we'll check them out. But uh, yeah, please do. Yeah, it would be very interesting to find out what uh, what is the pool of this movie. I don't know, right? I understand there's a lot of cult <clears throat> movies, but usually there's they're good. There's something about them that that really you know kind of sets them apart. This one yeah. I was just like it just it just seemed like it was just was terrible. This one through. made stale bread look. Two days fresh. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, well, on that note, there's thank our you creepy guys. calling. That's the cre- that's our creepy. Oh, that's a yeah. We should have some creepy music, right? Yeah. Right. We should. Um, anyway, that is the show, folks. We hope you enjoyed it, and uh, please check out our social media if you can review the show, and please give us five stars. It helps. Uh, yep. It helps the show. It helps get it out there to everybody else. It does. So, anyway, you guys take care. We'll see you on the next one, and happy Halloween. Ooh, spook out. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Now, I want you to go check out one of the other best podcasts around. It's called the No Focus Radio Hour. It has comedy and insight from the greatest minds in the know. And how do I know? Well, because I'm part of that great show also. So please go check it out. It's available on all your podcasting apps. The No Focus Radio Hour.